Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Stimulus talks scrapped. Bureaucratic BS failed all the little guys. Debate night, Pence versus Harris. These two candidates are just so completely different. Hurricane blasts vacation spots. There will be considerable damage to the Yucatan Peninsula. Good morning, I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. Hours after President Trump ordered a sudden end to stimulus talks, Suggesting no action till after the election, he tweeted last night he would sign a standalone bill for $1,200 checks for individuals immediately. All along, Democrats have been pushing for a larger measure. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell. Partisan differences have been uh, more pronounced, and I think it's highly unlikely that we'll get an agreement to do another rescue package here in the near future. Waiting is not an option for a lot of people like Arizona pizza shop owner Mike Jensen. I'm sitting here with zero income, using my reserves. And I'm out. CBS News congressional correspondent Nancy Cordes. It all started when the president abruptly tweeted, I have instructed my representatives to stop negotiating until after the election. Just a few hours before the president's announcement, the Federal Reserve chair was making the case for more rescue funding now. Too little support would lead to a weak recovery creating unnecessary hardship for households and businesses. Confusingly, the president tweeted that he agreed with Powell after he had shut down the talks. His decision drew fire from the airlines, the Chamber of Commerce, and even some Republicans. Amid the backlash, the president took to Twitter again in the evening, saying Congress should approve $25 billion in funds for airline workers and $135 billion for small businesses, as well as those $1,200 stimulus checks. Speaker Pelosi called the president's move to end the talks an act of desperation. There's a new case of coronavirus at the White House. At least nine there have come down with it, including President Trump, and precautions are being taken at the Pentagon. 
White House correspondent Ben Tracy. Stephen Miller, one of the president's most loyal and controversial aides, is the latest administration official to be infected with the virus. COVID also now has virtually all of the nation's most senior military officials in quarantine, including Joint Chiefs Chairman General Mark Milley and Vice Chairman General John Hyten. The Pentagon insists there is no change to the operational readiness or mission capability of the U.S. Armed Forces. We all remain cautiously optimistic and on guard. And there are still questions about the president's health. His physician, Dr. Sean Conley, released a brief four-sentence update saying President Trump continues to do extremely well and reports no symptoms. The Food and Drug Administration has now published updated safety standards for vaccine makers, that the White House had been trying to block, a standard that calls for two months of observation of patients in completed trials for side effects means there likely won't be a vaccine before the election. The key word before tonight's vice presidential debate in Salt Lake City has been plexiglass. Disagreement about that safety measure in light of COVID cases at the White House. Here's CBS's Nicole Killian. Crews at the University of Utah installed plexiglass shields to separate the vice presidential candidate, who will be seated at least 12 feet apart. The team for Vice President Mike Pence, the head of the Coronavirus Task Force, initially opposed the extra precaution, which was requested by the Biden-Harris campaign. Trump campaign communications director Tim Murtaugh. I'm not sure that the science is settled on that, that a plexiglass divider has any impact whatsoever. A spokesperson for Senator Kamala Harris said if the Trump administration's war on masks has now become a war on safety shields, that tells you everything you need to know about why their COVID response is a failure. Meanwhile, the president says he intends to debate Joe Biden next Thursday night in Miami. But Biden says they should follow strict guidelines. If he still has COVID, we shouldn't have a debate. Hurricane Delta is bashing Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula. It's a storm that lost some of its punch overnight, but can still cause damage. Tourist Michelle Torrialba was able to make it back to Florida from Cancun. You can never really be ready for a hurricane, much less a Category 4 in an area that's not yours. CBS News meteorologist David Parkinson on what's next for Delta. It will emerge into the Gulf later tonight, and then it will take the next day or so ramping back up to a Category 4 storm. As it makes an eventual northward push towards Louisiana. First, schools were closed. Now there are restrictions on some businesses and houses of worship in parts of New York City that have seen a new spike in coronavirus cases. Governor Andrew Cuomo says he wants to limit mass gatherings. The religious community has to agree to the rules, and they have to agree that they are going to follow the rules. Correspondent Jim Crisula tells us there's news about a man who made headlines early in the pandemic. Dr. Rick Bright, a high-ranking government whistleblower who sharply criticized the Trump administration's handling of coronavirus, has resigned, saying he was forced out. Bright was sidelined at the National Institutes of Health, where he had been transferred this spring after being kicked out as head of a biodefense agency. A Northwestern University study finds nearly a third of hospitalized COVID patients suffer a degeneration of brain function. Those who become critically ill are at the highest risk. A new congressional report blasts big tech companies and makes new proposals to limit their market dominance. Some have argued the likes of Google and Amazon should be broken up. One of those companies, Facebook, says it's going to ban groups that openly support QAnon, the baseless right-wing conspiracy theory. The Seattle Storm won the WNBA title. With a victory last night, the L.A. Lakers are one win from the NBA crown. 
We've heard this familiar song before the opening tip at many basketball games. The hit Jump from the group Van Halen. Accolades continue to pour in for the legendary guitarist Eddie Van Halen, who died yesterday of cancer at 65. Some tweets call him the Mozart of rock guitar. And farewell, too, to singer Johnny Nash. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. That was his big hit in 1972. Nash died at his Houston home. He was 80. A pet store chain is taking action and wants others to follow suit. Petco says it stopped selling electronic shock collars that use electric current to give dogs a signal when they go beyond the bounds of a home or lawn. The Humane Society says it can feel like anything from a mild tickle to a painful shock. Petco CEO says electricity may be critical to powering your microwave, but it has no role for the average pet parent to train their dog. The company says its survey finds 70% of owners feel shock collars have a negative impact on their pet's emotional or mental well-being. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Kids love it, but most adults find the song Baby Shark annoying. Now two former Oklahoma jail workers and their boss are facing misdemeanor charges for playing it over and over again to punish inmates. It's a cruelty charge. The DA says if he could have found a felony count that fit, he would have filed it. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. John Stewart here. Unbelievably exciting news. My new podcast, The Weekly Show. We're going to be talking about the uh, election, economics, ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. Listen to The Weekly Show with John Stewart wherever you get your podcasts. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast. I'm here with my producer, Becca. Becca, what can people expect on the podcast? The extended moments, for sure. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. I use the internet. 